It's Lamar Gibbs. Welcome to the Thoughts of Redemption podcast, where we celebrate the process of thought and God's hand in it. What's going on, y'all? This is Lamar Gibbs. Welcome to the newest episode of the Thoughts of Redemption podcast. It's been a great week so far for me. Um, Just continuing to enjoy life and God's hand in it. Today, I want to just speak about, on this episode, uh, prayer and kind of just how our understanding of it is and, and you know, what it is and, and, and things of that nature because a lot of times we can miss what prayer is or maybe not see as much of its importance in our life because we're kind of just used to doing it because of church culture or we're used to doing it. We grew up this way and this is the kind of, this is the way that we kind of get God's attention and you know, this is what we know best, but we haven't truly uh, valued and appreciated it. There goes that appreciation thing again, but we haven't really truly appreciated what it means to, to pray and why we pray and why it is, it is so important. And uh, just to start what, what prayer is, obviously, as you hear from everybody that speaks about prayer, prayer is uh, a communication with God. And because God is a spiritual being, because he, even though he's taken on flesh through Christ Jesus, he is ultimately a spiritual being and we can't see him in person day to day. And the way that we communicate with other people, human beings in our life, in person and on the phone and things of that nature, we can't communicate with God in that same way. And so in order to establish a communication with someone who is spiritual, it takes prayer. And the top two ways that we cultivate our relationship with God is through prayer and the word, because God himself has revealed himself through the written word of God. And it is that standard of the word of God that helps us to distinguish between the true God and the false God, gods of this world, gods that's been created from mankind and their its imaginations, and also from the false gods that's been created from demonic spirits and other things that want to distort or remove your your devotion to God. And so in order to pray to God, you need to know the God that you're praying to. And so when you read his word, you get to understand who he is. You get to understand his patterns, his principles. You get to understand his heart. And then when you pray, you're cultivating a relationship with the living God of that Bible. Um, and the word of God becomes alive to you. The presence of God becomes real to you. The principles and patterns of God that has been revealed in the word becomes relevant to you. And you're able to develop a, a vibrant prayer life. And so the biggest way that we end up developing our prayer life is when we understand the word of God. And sometimes we struggle with developing our prayer life because we, we may have seen people pray and it's kind of religious we see people pray and it's formulaic or you, you may see people praying and you don't you really literally do not understand why they're saying the words that they're saying why do they say thank you father we, we bless your name this morning we bless your name this evening we give you praise and we give you worship we honor you oh god and we, we submit our lives to you and we, we're saying these things and we might not understand it and we might just be saying it from a force of habit but the people that the majority of the people that are speaking the way that they're speaking and you may not understand it they're speaking it because they've developed 
this prayer life. And of course, you grew up in church and you do learn how to pray from other people. That is a thing. That really is a thing. And it's a good thing. Uh, but there are people that are praying and they're speaking to the Lord and they're speaking to him because they have developed this relationship with him. And they have learned to intimately be involved in this walk of prayer and, and living a life. And some are intercessors. Some people are, are engaged with intercessory prayer as a, as a major part of their gifting and abilities and an asset to the body of Christ. And so that's another level of prayer. But for the, for the believers overall, there are people that have developed an intense and intimate prayer life with the Lord. And they have been able to develop the things that they say to the Lord. Um, when they pray over you, if they if you ask for prayer and they pray over you and, and it seems that they're saying things and it's not pretentious, it's not religiosity. Some of these people are, are praying because they have gained a greater understanding of who the Lord is and they're surrendering their lives to him and they're communicating with him in this way. And so when your understanding is enlarged, you get to understand the things that breaks God's, God's heart. You get to understand um, the purposes and the plans and why he did the things that he did in the Bible. So you'll, you'll see uh, that God revealed the law of Moses through, through Moses to, to the Israelites. They lived in the wilderness. God delivered them from Egypt and, and things of that nature. Uh, then you'll see in the New Testament, uh, Jesus come with the kingdom of God, preaching the kingdom of God. Then you'll see the body of Christ developed through the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the upper room where there were 150 people and that was the start of the church. And you see the differences between um, the law of Moses and the grace and the truth that came through Christ and, and the commandments of God and how we were learning to, to live uh, before God and follow his commandments and know his dispensations in different times and seasons that he, 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 he interacts with the, the people of God and how he interacted with the Jews, how he interacted with the Gentiles, how the Jews and the Gentiles come together with one body. Why did he do it that way? Why, even though he rose from the dead, paid for our sin on the cross, why do Christians still die? And, and, and why are we waiting for another return? These things that you get to learn and you develop as you read the word of God, as you learn of his will, as you learn of his heart, and it helps you to see what God is doing. And then that in turn gives you a greater ability of communicating with God because you understand what his self-disclosure is. And so that will, if there's anything that I would encourage you to do when it comes to prayer is read the word of God. Make Bible study your thing. Make Bible study one of the most important things in your life. Because if you're not reading the word of God, if you are not studying it, it doesn't matter what you pray, what you do. Your prayer life will not develop to the way that it needs to develop. And once you do that, though, once you continue to do that and make that a practice of your life, um, one of the other important things about prayer that you learn is that, as my pastor says, communication is the basis for life. And so the word of God says to pray without ceasing in the book of, I hope I got this right, 2 Thessalonians, I believe, um, it, it speaks about praying without ceasing. And that's because communication with God is important. Keeping that line of communication open with the Lord is very important. And when, you're, when you cease to pray, your lifeline to God 
gets weaker because you are not sensitive to the things of God. You're not sensitive to the heart of the Father. You are not able to be aware of what your needs are in life and how to surrender to the Lord. I have had a few occasions in my life where I am just doing things with this blog even, living life, hanging out, going out to eat, doing this, that, and the third, and just living my life and enjoying it and not recognizing how much I lack in my prayer walk. And it impacts me. It impacts how I'm interacting with people in my life at work, in my, in my home, with my family, how I'm interacting online with people, how I'm uh, being aware of myself, my weaknesses, dealing with my struggles, uh, dealing with my mindset. And, and what, what can happen is you can get to a place of self-sufficiency, get to a place where you're not really doing those checks in your life. You're not really examining yourself as much. You're not really in a place where you're enjoying life from God's point of view. Um, you're in a place where, where things are, are, are being affected in your life because you're not praying, because you're not seeking the face of God. Excuse me. Um, you're not seeking the face of God. You're not um, striving uh, to be like Him in a consistent and, and empowering way. And more, more often than not, you're being desensitized to what's around you even. You get desensitized to the things that people are doing in their life that offends God or the things that you're watching on TV and the music that you're listening to and that communication that you used to have that made you way more sensitive to the things that were not of God or the things that were of God that you can notice and pick up, you weren't noticing as much and you were kind of living life in, in your own way as everybody else does. And so prayer is extremely important and not because it's supposed to be a legalistic duty, but it's literally important in developing and cultivating a life-giving and Christ-centered relationship with God. And we pray, we really pray because it's, it's His will. Um, that's a foundational thing that, another foundational thing that you must uh, take into account. Uh, you're praying because it really is His will. It's His will to answer your prayers. It's His will for you to speak to Him, to make your requests known to Him, to find your dependence on Him and not on, your, on yourself. Yes, He's given you gifts, talents, and abilities. He has made you in His image. He has given commandments. When you follow His commandments, it leads to prosperity. It leads to blessing. It leads to peace between Him and you. It leads to increased wisdom, increased understanding all these things that happen, yet if you're not praying, you're not walking in His will. You're not really developing and cultivating your relationship with Him. And you're not really seeking out things that can only be learned through the prayer that you operate in, the prayer life that you operate in. And when we say that it is God's will, uh, some of you may be tempted to think, oh, that's a burden. Or you may have felt but may not have wanted to communicate that this is a burden to do God's will. To say that, oh man, we gotta do God's will. Oh, oh, I don't feel like doing it, but I gotta do God's will. And that may be true. But if you're feeling that it is a burden to do God's will, this is another reason why prayer is very important. 
because when you're praying, you're able to surrender to God and be real with God and know that um, sometimes what we feel may not be what it is. Sometimes what we feel is not right, but it is what we really feel. And when you surrender these things to the Lord and you're able to, to, to be vulnerable before him and honest before him about what you're feeling and burdening with and, and experiencing, the spirit of God can literally transform your way of thinking and feeling and acting to get you to a place where you're grateful honestly and you're able to truly worship him in spirit and in truth and operate in a lifestyle of honesty and integrity and love. And so that brings me to my next point. Please, if you're going to pray to the Lord, please pray with honesty. I remember when I went to Nyack College, I was going to Nyack College. It was still, I think, my first year. And I was struggling with doubt in my faith because I was reading the Old Testament. I was seeing things about God ordering the Israelites to go take the Amalekites out, the men, women, and the children. Uh, God saying certain things and it seemed really harsh. And it really, really bothered me. And I felt myself struggling with the character of God in the midst of all of these things. And because I had God in a place where, not God in a place, but I had my, my mindset and my heart in a place where honesty with God really was the best policy, I came before the Lord. And I was like, God, I'm reading these things in the Old Testament and I really am having a rough time. I don't know if I can believe in you anymore, but you have been with me and I've had experiences with you throughout my life and I need you to help me. I need you to lead me to resources, something, anything that will help me to see where your heart is. And then soon after, got led to different resources on answers in Genesis, different apologetics resources, and just reading and learning and growing. And my faith has been strengthened and I have a certainty with which I walk, not because of arrogance, but because of experience. And because I was able to surrender my heart to the Father and know uh, that God cares and is concerned with the, what you're dealing with, the weight and the burden of what you're dealing with, I was able to deal with it and get to a place where it was amazing. And it was crazy how I was brought to that place and God was able to move in my life for real and, and, and transform my way of thinking and my way of seeing things and, and, and he was concerned with it. And learning that was tra transformational, it was instrumental in me seeing the heart of God and me being confident in God's heart for us. And so if you're struggling in your life when it comes to God, the last thing you should do is avoid prayer because it is in the presence of God where your doubts can be expressed, where your vulnerability can be expressed, your struggles, you're struggling with pornography, you're struggling with masturbation, you're struggling with pride, you're struggling with shame, you're struggling with insecurities, Talk to the Father, lay your burdens before Him. Aside from being in a community that is able to, to bless you, talk to the Lord and do it with honesty. And so, and, and when you're praying, um, there's, there's a lot more than just asking for things. When your prayer life gets deeper and when you read the word more, you start to see, and, and I encourage you to do this, Look in the Word of God, read the Word of God, go throughout the Word of God, do Google searches um, if it'll be easier and faster. 
Okay, what what were different prayers in the Bible? It can be in the Psalms. It can be in, in Paul's letters. It can be uh, Moses. It could be uh, in Genesis. It could be any anywhere in the Bible. Seeing what the prayers of the righteous men and women of God were in the Bible, and you get to learn even more how to pray in His will. And I'm gonna tell you, man. One of one of the things, one of the prayers that is constant in my life is praying for wisdom, understanding, and sensitivity to His will. Because when I pray for wisdom and understanding, I'm, I'm saying that I'm not in a place where I have all the wisdom and understanding needed to take me where I need to go. And I need to be in a place where I am growing in wisdom and understanding. And so I pray that God grants me wisdom because He asks, He says, if any of you needs wisdom, if any of you needs wisdom, ask of it. He'll give it. He'll give it to you because he wants to give it to you liberally. He desires for you to have it. Um, when you're praying for sensitivity to his will, when you're praying for God to soften your heart, you're, you're, you're acknowledging that you're not the arbiter of what truth is. You're not the arbiter of what understanding is. You're not the arbiter of what wisdom is. You're not the arbiter of, what, of where you are. You are not the determining factor of where you are in God, where you are in life. You are laying and surrendering to the sovereignty and the will of God, knowing that he is able to reveal his heart and his ways to you and, and, thing, and things that you can't see. There are things in your life that you can't see. You can't see God. There's things in your life that you can't see about yourself and about other people, about your plans that you have in life, and anything else that you have in your life. There are things in your life that you will not see unless the Father is able to reveal it to you. And so I pray, <laughs> I pray that in Jesus' name, and any of you that have been struggling with prayer, any of you that has been struggling with worship, any of you that's been struggling with intimacy with God, that this is a blessing for you and that this encourages you to pursue a lifestyle of prayer, submitting your life to God, submitting your will to God, submitting your thoughts and intents and motivations to God and being diligent in it and being consistent in it. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that the will of the Father is done in your life. I pray that your understanding is enlarged and open. I pray that your life is filled with the favor and the love of God. I pray that you are establishing a lifestyle of righteousness and holiness before the Father. I pray in the name of Jesus that the glory of Jesus Christ will be real to you in your life and that your life will be surrendered to Him and that you will experience the love and compassion of Christ and that you will share his love and compassion with the world and that you will be empowered by the will of the Holy Spirit to do the will of God in the name of Jesus. This is Lamar Gibbs once again from Thoughts of Redemption. Continue to keep in touch with all social media outlets. Thoughts of Redemption on Instagram. Thoughts of Redemption on Facebook. Underscore T-O Redemption on Twitter. Thoughts of Redemption at gmail.com if you want to send any emails, any words of encouragement, anything that has blessed you and may God bless you and keep you.